LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. This is the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast hosted by LifeWay. Ron's mission is to help church leaders become better leaders. I'm your host, Chandler Vinoy, and Ron, in this episode, we're talking about impressive traits of team members. So how do you come up with this list? Well, I've served on a lot of different teams, obviously, in my career. And, you know, I'm an observer of life anyway. It's part of the way podcast episodes develop and and blog posts develop and things like that, sermon illustrations. So I'm constantly observing. And I've just observed over the years if you really want a uh, to find a great team, they have these things in common. So that's kind of where this originates. And obviously, there's seven of them because that's what we do. So seven uh, impressive traits for team members. All right, let's jump right in. What's what's number one? They take initiative without being asked. Um, great team members don't sit around and 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 wait to be given instructions. They're they're taking some initiative, at least in their own area, but even in other areas of the church. I, I love when someone um, speaks into something outside of their ministry area. And I realize that causes uh, frustration for some, like stay out of my lane and you stay in your lane and that sort of thing. But they're thinking on behalf of the of the whole entire organization, the whole church. And I love that. They're taking initiative. I'd rather calm them down than have to uh, rev them up, if that makes sense. Yeah. And for you, I mean, you're sitting in a senior leader chair. I mean, part of that is creating a culture where that's okay. I mean, there's some cultures where it's like, hey, we were going to slap your hand for trying to take initiative there. There's not kind of freedom to fail. How do you kind of create that culture to help develop this, this first trait that you're sharing here? Well, for one, we celebrate when somebody brings an idea to the table or they take some initiative. I'll brag about that constantly. So I'm constantly uh, elevating that as something that's important here. Um, if somebody shares, takes initiative and shares an idea with me or does something, and I may be the only one that knows it at the time, I'll make sure everybody else knows it. So so we uh, it becomes a value that we celebrate around here. Yeah, that's helpful. What about number two? Willing to work outside their direct responsibility. <clears throat> that goes with what we just talked about, but there are so many people who simply, well, that's not in my job description, or, well, we'd have to expand my job description to do that, or that's not my, you know, I, I don't know that that's, that that's a worker, and maybe they're great workers, but a team is a team. You know, it's, 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 you're pulling together, you're, you're doing things together. It's, uh, you know, you can put a, a lot of sports analogies to that probably, but um, you can't say, hey, that's not what I do. Everybody has to do that at some point. Um, you know, the, if what, what if you had a quarterback that said, "I never run. I, it's, I just it's just not what I do. I pass. I, that's all I did. It wouldn't work very well." What about number three? Possesses a positive outlook. Now, there everybody's going to have bad days, and there's nothing wrong with critical thinking. But critical thinking is not being o- overly critical. It's thinking critically about something in order to make it better. There's a huge difference in that. Um, I, I love people who show up and say, well, why don't we give it a, a try? Well, we won't know unless we unless we give it a chance. You know, have a positive outlook. That makes a great team member. Let's go to number four. 
have a get it done attitude. Like we, we're going to, whatever it takes. And I'm going to tell you, Chandler, having planted a couple of churches, you can't plant a church without some people with a get it done attitude. Because you won't always have the answers. You won't ha- always have the resources. Doesn't mean we shouldn't try to have adequate resources. But sometimes you just, okay, we got to get it done. Sunday's coming. We got to make it happen. That makes a great team member. Yeah, you said, you know, church plants. I mean, it's full of a lot of these people. Um, so you've been a part of church plants. You've also been a part of established churches, uh, which this can kind of be something that is not part of that team because there's not necessarily that same sense of urgency as the church plant. How do you take kind of that church plant mentality and where you see it on a team where this isn't there? How do you help establish that? Well, some of that is what going back to the to the uh, first one where we celebrate. We celebrate those that take initiative and we actually start to inject some of that into the system. I do personally so that I'm throwing new ideas in. and, And of course, they're uh, they're often met with resistance, especially in the established church. We don't do things that way, so you got to use smart leadership in how you do that. But uh, just interjecting some of that stimulus, there will be people who enjoy that enough that they start to run with it. And you, that's the people you want to discover, that people who are looking for um, progress and something that works, and they're tired of the things that don't work. In, in uh, find those people, energize those people, and you'll start to see some of that change. So that's number four. What's number five? Not overly perfectionist, but not sloppy either. This is, this is huge. Things will never be perfect. Um, if that's the goal, you're not going to get much accomplished. But at the same time, we should always strive to do our best work. And the balance of those extremes allows for efficient progress. It's like we, uh, the old saying, you'll never be 100 percent, you know, um, certain. And, and sometimes you just have to go with your what you've got today. Uh, OK, we're not completely ready, but we got to go because Sunday's happening, to use that phrase again. And so uh, I've seen both stall, both stall a healthy team. Somebody who is all they're all perfectionists, so they'll never pull the trigger unless things are 100 percent perfect. And then people who don't think about the outcome at all and they just throw something together. Neither one of those is a healthy creates the healthiest environment on teams. So you want some a balance of the two. What about number six? Value other people as much as themselves. This this is a huge one. It's a huge biblical principle behind it, obviously. But part of being a healthy team is is um, is realizing that what you are working on uh, is is not any more important than what everybody else is working on. Value other people as much as you value yourself. That's an effective team member. Hmm. And what about the last one, number seven? Effective, impressive team members, uh, people who make great team members, have no hidden agendas. They lay all their cards on the table. They're here for the team. They're not here. They're not self-serving. They're not creating drama. They are literally just here to do the the best they can for the team. Well, those are seven traits of an impressive team member. If if you hear those, you're like, man, I want to grow in all of those. I want to be uh, a great team member. And thanks for listening. We hope this has been helpful to you and your leadership. If you're enjoying these episodes, please help us spread the word by liking, sharing, subscribing, so other leaders like yourself can find the podcast. And we'll see you next time.
Thanks for listening to the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast. For more information about Ron, check out ronedmondson.com. For more leadership resources from Lifeway, check out leadership.lifeway.com. Thank you.